Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, you are tuned into the 411 Lounge. I am LeVar, and this tonight marks my 200th Blog Talk Radio show. And I couldn't think of anyone more that I would rather have here than my guest this evening. If you have not known of her, you have been under a rock for the last 10 or 12 years. She is known all over the world, of course, um, in movies. Uh, mainstream, you've probably seen her on VH1, on Celeb Rehab, or Sober House, as well as her adult career. And this year, she also made the AVN Hall of Fame. So happy to have her here. Please welcome everybody, Mary Carey. Mary, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. I like your intro. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would probably do, I would probably do a longer intro, but I know we've only got a short amount of time. There's so much to cover. So much to cover, but I'm glad that you're here. Um, I know tonight, out of all nights, I know you probably would rather be watching your L.A. Kings uh, out there playing hockey, and I know they're playing. I'll try and keep you updated. <laughs> you know, I like hockey. I'm a, actually a bigger basketball fan. Uh, basketball is my favorite sport ever. Uh, like, I just love basketball. So I like basketball probably then baseball, then hockey, then I maybe mean, football, then hockey. Like So, yeah. The basketball is like, I, you know, I just love basketball. It's like. My favorite. Uh, I'm a Miami Heat fan, so yeah. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I know, yeah. Miami Heat. I grew up in South Florida, so yeah. I like Lakers out of the West. The Miami Heat, my all-time favorite. Since that was my first NBA game I went to ever, and I love going to Heat games. They have the hottest dancers too. <laughs> I, I I I know that's that's hard for me as a Bulls fan to admit, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so much has happened in the last five years for you, especially with, you know, Celebrity Rehab and Sober House and then you getting married. Uh, For all of your fans that want to know, how are you doing right about now? I'm doing great. You know, it's like I went on Celebrity Rehab and they make it look like I was there for alcohol, which I definitely do. Like, I definitely was drinking when people would see me on, like, TMZ and stuff. But that's because I was also, like, while I was having those videos, I was a 23, 24, 25 a six-year-old girl just moved to Los Angeles. I've been living in Los Angeles. We recently just kind of came out here to, like, kind of get well-known, and it happened. And, you know, twice a week or once a week I was leaving a nightclub. And, you know, if you're leaving a nightclub, generally you're going to be a little drunk. Okay, maybe I was very drunk. But it wasn't like I was, like, you know, every night of the week out the club getting drunk. But the only time TMZ ever shows me is when I'm drunk. I mean, they still film me now. It's just they don't use it because I'm not a crazy train wreck. It's like the only time you see Tara Reid ever on TMZ is when she's wasted. That's the only time TMZ ever cares about me is if I'm wasted. So you only see me when I'm wasted. So the only videos of me that anyone ever saw was when I was really drunk. But really, I kind of went to start to rehab for Xanax because I was taking them to sleep at night. And I was taking really high doses because I just could never sleep on my own. So I've been off Xanax since then. And, I mean, 
I, d- I definitely was drinking, I guess, a little bit crazy. I mean, I was drink- I would go out, I would drink, like, a bottle of vodka and tons of Jaeger shots. So I don't drink, like, liquor anymore. I drink wine, and I don't go out to clubs like I used to. Uh, Sorry, I don't know what just happened. Hello? No, no I'm here. Can oh, okay, me? I thought I heard it. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, so I don't drink, like, you know, like that anymore. I drink, like, just, like, wine and champagne or beer. I mean, I, uh, yeah. you know, I I like it basically. I mean, I've, I, mean, I, I also just think, though, uh, I, I grew up. You know, I'm I'm 32 mm-hmm. now. I'm not, like, you know, 27 or 26. But, um, I, but I think it's, for me, the show helped me in other ways. Like, I think I had psychological issues. So I think the show... You know, help me with like with that in so many ways, and help me figure out who I was and stuff like that. Um, and you know, the best part of the show for me was on Sober House. They brought in a psychiatrist, Dr. Charles Sophie, and he to this day now. I you know when we were filming the show, I he was just so right on with me, and I said to him, you know, I'd be able to see when the show's over, and uh, you know, I go over his house and I get to see him, and I have been seeing him steadily since the show. I've called him at three in the morning. Crying drunk over problems. I mean, he's he's one of the top psychiatrists in the country. I mean, he's on Doctor Oz all the time. He's, I mean, he's just one of the best doctors. He runs the um, children's like the, like the foster care in, in Los Angeles. He's just amazing, and I'm so so grateful to the TV shows for that because I don't know where I'd be without Doctor Sophie. Definitely. Do you still keep in touch with anyone from the show, or? Um, you know what, China and I were doing a duo feature act at, you know, because I do appearances at strip clubs, and China and I were doing our duo act up till, you know, last year, and then um, Jamie Foxworth from Family Matters and I, we were, we probably were close, we were very close, you know, we were hanging out, I still talk to us like on Facebook and stuff, um, you know, I see stuff occasionally, Jeff Conway and I were probably really, we were probably like the closest, because I was really good friends with his uh, girlfriend, Vicky. And, you know, I was very sad when Jeff died. I went to his, you know, funeral and everything. And um, I think you know, there's more people that I still hang out with. Um, you know, I run into Dr. Drew at the airport all the time. I just ran into Dr. <laughs> Drew at LAX like two months ago or the second or third time. It's so funny running into Dr. Drew there. Um, <laughs> because we both like American Airlines. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you know, the shows are great, though, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful I was on the first season of both Slutter Rib and Sober House because I think our seasons are taken more seriously. Oh, yeah, Nikki McKibben from Sober House. Mm-hmm. We still text occasionally. She lives in Texas. But that at a time where, like, I was supposed to be in – American Airlines is my airline. I fly. I'm a million-mile member. So I switched planes in Dallas a lot. And once my flight got delayed, like, six or seven hours, so I called her, and she picked me up and went to Starbucks. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I talked to her still. But, yeah, yeah um, she's great. And seeing, you know, how you have kind of handled life since then, it, it's such a amazing thing. A lot of things that I know for a lot of people who are going through the same thing should take the note of, you know, how to handle it. Is it an everyday, is it still an everyday situation? Did you get a lot of support from that show? And I guess how do you handle the pressures of, you know, the things that you, you know, kind of went to uh, celeb rehab and sober house for? Because there's a lot of people out there who still are going through those issues and haven't, you know, you owned up to it and went and got help for it, but there are a lot of people out there who still are handling those situations and don't know how to reach out, I guess, and get help. Uh, What advice can you give for those people, and uh, how was the support system for you? You know, um, hmm. 
I guess it was really easy for me to have support because my problems were on TV, so a lot of people knew about it. I mean, at the same time, it would be kind of annoying, though, because sometimes I'd go out and I would be having a drink, and some people would like be like, oh, are you supposed to have a drink? Or I'm like, I'm going to tell Dr. Drew, you know. But um, so it was a little bit annoying at times. But, um, you know, I think it is hard for some people like because, um, you know, like, first of all, rehab is really expensive generally. Yeah. So I think it's hard for people to get help, you know what I mean? Like, I know for myself, I kind of knew I needed to maybe go to rehab for Xanax. I just I felt like I needed some sort of help somehow. So I'm, I think I need, knew I needed to rehab for Xanax and just figure out me, which would maybe help me stop partying like a crazy person when I went out. And um, But rehab is expensive. Not only is it expensive, but it requires you taking time away from work. Like, not only do you just spend money to go, but you, like, aren't making money either. So that was my biggest problem why I didn't go to rehab, because it meant spending thirty, forty thousand 40000 for the month and not making yeah. money for that month. So that's why when I got for some rehab, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm being paid and I get to go. So I solved both my problems and I'm getting Dr. Drew. So I can see why. So I'm at, for people who can't afford rehab, I think the biggest thing would be to, like, find AA meetings in your area and, like, go to, like, around you, whatever your job is, go to, like, two or three meetings a day, and to find a sponsor. Like, finding a sponsor is free. You go to AA, you find a sponsor. Go to AA, you find me, you're like, once you have a sponsor, that's like a free, that's like free rehab because they'll go through the steps with you. They'll be there to help you. And AA meetings, you'll meet a lot of great people who will be very supportive. AA people are really, they're very nice, supportive people. Definitely. Now, this year uh, for you, we talked about, you know, so many things happening for you. You were inducted into the Avian Hall of Fame. So what was that? Yes, it was my first year eligible, you? too. So very yeah, excited because it's my first year eligible. You know, every time I see those, it's like when I heard it, when I first heard it last December, I was like, she's so young. I was like, first year eligible right off the bat. But yeah, me and Jesse Jane were, because it's funny, because Jesse, Jesse Jane and myself and Stormy Daniels were nominated for Best New Starlet the same year, and Stormy Daniels beat us. And uh, everyone wasn't sure between the three of us. Yeah, Stormy Daniels didn't get Hall of Fame this year, but Jesse Jane and I did. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's kind of a sweet revenge. You know, we didn't win Best New Starlet, she did, but she didn't get Hall of Fame. Because she actually, I saw, wrote on Twitter, like, something like, how did I not get Hall of Fame, but the people I beat for Best New Starlet did. <laughs> so that's it kind of shows you, you know, I just thought that was funny. Um, but, yeah, no, I was very honored, actually, to get in the Hall of Fame this year, just because I haven't really been doing doll movies for the last couple of years. But at least I know that in the time I did do movies, that I was able to make a big impact. So that that makes me very happy. So you know, just knowing that I knowing that like I'm in the Hall of Fame means that you know, like no matter what, I was able to leave my mark on the adult industry. Where so many people just kind of come and go, and last a couple of years. So I'm just very honored. Although I'm still waiting for my trophy, I really want my trophy for that. So I'm like. I don't know where it's at. Usually they only take three months. I'm going to have to contact them when I hang up the phone with you. And um, I still wear my <laughs> Hall of Fame trophies out because I want that already. Oh, my gosh. You don't yeah, get a ring? Honor. I'm very happy. You don't get you a don't ring? No, like you the... should get rings. We should deserve a lot more. You know, they need to make this more like the Baseball Hall of Fame or something. <laughs> I know. we got to work on that. AVN, if you are listening tonight, get her her trophy, and you got to start working on rings. That's, that's the yeah, next thing. Yeah, we need a lot more. Yeah. yeah I know. Now you still have you still have I mean you're 
technically, I mean, you're not really in adult entertainment anymore, but you're not as an actress, but you do have your web page and you make frequent dancing appearances. What yeah, fans, yeah, yeah. What can fans expect from your website when they come or when they come to see you in person? I don't know. Okay, you know, and I still do have. I have. I said basically, I just don't do hard. I guess I don't do hard. No. Stuff anymore. Yeah. But I do other stuff though. Because I actually have two movies on Cinemax. I finally shot Cinemax movies again this year, which are like the softcore movies, and I've got two of those coming out. I'm not sure if both of them come out in June or one, but one of them is called All Babe Network, and the other one is called The Super Sex Experiment. Um, so those, those will be coming out in June. I'll mention them on my Twitter. And then my website, I update with, you know, photo pictures, uh, videos. I'm going to be doing, like, I'm trying to do, like, a web chat cam where people can talk with me and chat once a week, and then... Starting my next, when I shoot my next big content shoot in June, I'm going to start focusing on, like, leg fetish. Since I think my, like, I personally like my legs is my best feature more than, like, my boobs or anything. I really like my legs. So I wanted, I got inspired. I watched this thing about Betty Page, and I thought maybe I wanted to start focusing on doing a lot of stockings and leg and foot fetish stuff. Um, since I always get compliments on my legs, and I am five foot nine, so I have long legs. So I figured that that would be a cool thing to start like not just boobs, but do a lot of leg and stocking fetish, since I don't do a lot of that now. So I'm going to try to do a whole bunch of, like, stocking and leg fetish stuff. I think you... Uh, oh, you and know. in person. Wait, yeah, you said in person really quickly. And in person, I think I'm great because I'm... I do really great dancing shows, since I did a dance in my life, and I, I do really hot lotion shows on stage. And then after each show, obviously, people can come talk to me, and I sign stuff, and we can do photos and DVDs, and I'm super talkative, so I'm really friendly. <laughs> So I just like, you know, for people to come talk to me and meet me. I think any body part you decide to do is going to be okay. Oh, thank <laughs> be you. All right. At the toe, I think anything you decide to do will be fine, just as well as opinion. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, you, along with a few others, you really, really broke the mold for adult stars really going mainstream. I mean, you know, you probably had a few that try, tried decades ago, and it kind of really didn't pan out, but you're really well-known. Now, at, being now that you've kind of gone away from adult entertainment, do you still follow it in some form or way, or do you see any current stars out there being the next Mary Carey? I totally still follow. Well, I don't follow all the girls. I guess I know who certain girls are just from, like, um, because they feature dance, so I hear about them on the feature dance circuit, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I know who girls are through who feature dances, and usually that means I know who most of the bigger, newer girls are, I guess. But, okay, I, guess I, don't, you know, I don't know a lot of newer girls, I guess you could say, no. So I don't know who newer girls are coming out, but I know whose current girls are that are well-known, I guess, which I just don't think there are a lot of the newer girls. They're just girls who've been around, like, girls who've been around a long time, maybe. So I guess I don't yeah. really... I don't know who any newer girls are. I guess no, I don't. I don't know new girls. Now that I've been like here a singer thinking about I mean I, when I went to Exotica and I signed there like a year ago, the girls I hung out with have all been around for a while, like Tegan Presley or Charming Star or Lisa Ann. So none of them are new girls. But I know that they're current big names. You know what I mean? But they're not new. Yeah. By the way, so, with Exotica, any plans on coming to Chicago? You know, my thing is, like, if some girls just go and sign and try to earn them out, like, to get paid to, go, to be at a booth, so that's yeah. the maybe. I love to, Chicago's one of my favorite cities. Awesome. <laughs> Chicago. So. No, you, I'd love you have to, to get there. here. <laughs> you have to get here. I've been there since, I was there in December of 2011. Yeah. I was like, I was I can't remember the name of the club. Oh, 
don't remember the name of the club. It was like a half hour away hmm. from the airport. I have to think about that. I have to go back in my brain and think of the ones around here. But yes, Chicago's calling your name. You have to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> now, so much has been written and said about you. What don't fans know about you that hasn't been written and said? I think that I'm smarter than people might think. Um, although I guess if it's written that I went to like a prep school and stuff, maybe someone's written them. Someone might have written I'm smart, but I feel like I'm more intelligent than people might think I am. Because um, sometimes I play dumb and stuff, but uh, hmm, trying to think what else is written about me that people don't know. Because it's like between doing reality shows and like porn, I feel like everything's out there because the porn will see effects. Reality shows people kind of see how you are when you're just being yourself. So it's like not, you know, and sort of we have all reality shows. You're like telling the problems, but I feel like a lot of stuff's been put out there, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something about me that I don't know if you have any weird questions I'll try to answer them. I can't well, no, think of well, anything. But not off the bat, but even then, uh, a good question here to ask. Do you actually read what's written about you? I know sometimes when I ask that question, a lot of people say, "Yeah," and then sometimes some people say they just avoid it. Do you actually read it? You know, it's, I don't read like people's like, I might read an article or two here and there, but I don't read like the comments people make like on like on TMZ if I there's something about me, I wouldn't read the comments because people write mean comments, so I don't read them all. Or, like, on VH1, I wouldn't read the message boards. Sometimes no. I would, but a lot of times then people are mean, so I didn't read them. <laughs> no, it, it's sometimes it's it's kind of like that, that you know, double-edged sword. It's like you like seeing the good stuff, but then again, it's like when the bad stuff pops up, you're like, no, you know, so. Yeah, but then I feel like a lot of times the people who write the mean stuff, it's like if I get a mean comment on Twitter, I'm like, I'm like 99% sure if that person saw me in person or looked my face, it would never have the courage to say that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. a lot of times people have courage behind their computers. Yeah. Now, speaking of just how smart you are, which I think so, everyone remembers your run for governor of California back in 2003. Now, here's the question Do you have any plans to run for political office again anytime soon or down the line? You know, I would really like to. The difference is in a recall, you only need 65 signatures to run for office to get on the ballot. In a regular election, it's like 800,000. So it's a lot harder to get on the ballot. Um, But I would definitely, you know, love to try to run again sometime. You know, maybe I will one day. I'm not sure. I have fun doing it the first time. Actually, you were ahead of your time because I was going back and I was reading your, you know, your 11-point plan back when you ran. And actually, a couple of the things in there are actually main topics that are out there politically today. One of them at that time when you ran was about the legalization of gay marriage, which, of course, oh, yeah, well, about that in 2003. And then another one that you had was the Porn for Pistols program, but actually, you know, uh, of course, with all the talk of gun violence and trying to get yeah. them off the street was actually things ahead of its time. Um, yeah. And, you know, and kind of kind of is going into my next question, you know, there seems to be so much gridlock in Washington nowadays. And, you know, for a person that follows politics such as yourself, you know, what are your thoughts on the current state of politics? And has it gotten worse, would you say, since you ran for office? Or has it become a little bit more, I guess, um, or I guess in some ways good, I guess, you know, the topics I are out there. Wor- I think everything's worse now. I think our country is way worse. 
I think our country is like definitely in the worst that it's been. The, well, I mean, it's better now than it was a couple of years ago. We're slowly getting better, but you know, I think we're far from. You know, I liked how our country was in like 2005, 2006. I you know, I I liked how we were financially. So I mean, I guess suppose it wasn't a good time, but I liked it. Like, my condo was worth more. Um, but I, I'd like to see things just get better, you know. So, you know, I don't like how the country is in a lot of ways. So hopefully hopefully it'll get better. That's all. <laughs> I, you know, I voted for Obama the first time, but the second time, unfortunately, I, I kind of think that Romney should have won. So. Hmm. Kind of going back because on your last I, question. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of go back on your yeah. last question. You said you might potentially might like to run again. Would it be for a uh, statewide office like governor, or would you think more on a local office like mayor or probably Congress? I, if I did do it again, I'd have to start smaller and maybe work bigger. You know, I wouldn't mind starting small in a smaller you know. political office. That would be fun. And maybe even a different state, maybe like Florida, South Florida. There, like there you go. If you need a campaign manager, thank you. I don't know if people would vote for me in South Florida, though. I mean, they would probably, but I think California people are weirder. <laughs> I think California's a little. I, I think California's a little bit more open, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how the state is. Now, any big plans for the remainder of 2013? Now, you had a lot of things that are out, and I know you also have done a couple of movies this year. I want to get that in. Um, one, and I'm going to get my Midwestern, your Midwestern, you know I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, one was uh, Saki Bomb, am I correct? Yes, Saki Bomb. It's a mm-hmm. Japanese, it's about like Japanese um, Americans, well, Asian Americans, and like, you know, kind of how I guess they feel like people are kind of racist towards them and about their acceptance in American culture and everything. I just had a kind of small role. I put a 90s porn star in it because basically the top Asian porn star, the only Asian porn star, you know, is having sex with my character and the Asian-American girl gets upset when she sees her boyfriend watching porno and, you know, she's like, why is the Asian guy, of course, having sex with the white girl? <laughs> she breaks up with the boyfriend and the boy, it's like his one prized possession is this porno he takes them everywhere and stuff. But, um... Yeah, it was a very fun movie, and I'm happy to be in a movie with that message because I think a lot of people experience discrimination and racism. And, I mean, I feel like I experienced discrimination because of my, you know, career choice, you know, <laughs> over time. So and I've experienced something because of that, you know. So I think everyone's experienced it. It's not from race or how they look or for maybe their career. So everyone knows what it's like to feel like that. So it's a good movie. Amen. And then I was reading Internet Movie Database, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was another movie that you made an appearance in this year called Blunt Movie. Oh, my God. You know what's so funny? That movie I shot when I was, like, 21. <laughs> I think it was like one of the first things I ever did, and I was like, we shot in, like, 2002, I think. And I don't know. All of a sudden, they sent me an email. I never heard anything about it. And they're like, we're finally putting the movie out. And they sent me posters to sign, and I guess now it's finally coming out. I don't even remember what my part – I mean – I guess I played a porn star, but I don't really remember what I did in it. It's behind for a green screen. I mean, it was like a really low-budget movie we shot in Florida. I don't know, but somehow they got, like, Dennis Rodman and Angie Everhart. I mean, they got big names. It's all these cameos. But, yeah, 
So I don't even, I don't even know what I did. Now. I don't even remember. I so, think you know what I saw yeah, that I too. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw that too. I think Pat Morita is in that movie, and Pat Morita's been gone for a few years, so we'll have to. Uh, yeah. Now I know you cleared that up for me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we sh- they shot it a long time ago. Okay, so we'll, we'll be on the lookout for it though. And then, of <laughs> course, m- my final question to you this evening: You know, you started in this business back in 2002. And now, of course, we're in 2013. What would 2002 Mary Carey say to 2013 Mary Carey? Oh, gosh. Okay. Number one, those couple of years, Mary, where you decide that you don't want to go to the gym or that you're too hungover to go, get off your lazy ass and go to the gym because you're <laughs> going to look back and hate those, like, couple movies and those couple of segments when you're like 20 pounds overweight, you're going to be really mad at yourself now. <laughs> That's the biggest thing I would tell myself. Cause like now I have to look back at this documentary after porn ends, which is like my fat year. And I hate how fat my face is or in sober house when I was heavier or in like in certain things. So number one thing is because now I'm like a gym addict. I go to the gym and every day if I'm hungover, no matter what I go to the gym, I do an hour treadmill, like, you know, and old Mary sometimes would be like 40 minutes on the elliptical three days a week and was too hungover to go to the gym or just was lazy. But, like, this Mary, like, 2013 Mary would definitely tell old Mary to always go to the gym. And, oh, I would also tell me, 2013 Mary, I used to treat my dance bookings when I was younger, especially after I ran for governor, like I was, like, the number one rock star in the world. And I was disrespectful. So I just kind of was like, because I used to customers, but I just was like a total rock star. Like I thought I was a rock star. I didn't think that I had to be like nice to the owners. Like I didn't think. But the one thing I learned is club owners in every city think they're the shit. Like they think that they're they think they are the number one. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I kind of was like, whatever. I'm a different club every week. Whoever this club is, they have to pay me. I'm Mary Carey. I'm here. What I realize now is you gotta treat treat every club owner like. The shit you gotta be like, oh my god, thanks for having me. You're number one. You're a great club owner. I love your club. Like you kind of gotta do that to them. And I used to treat them not like that. I used to think I was a shit, which you know, and I just didn't understand. Uh, you know, young Mary just didn't get it. And I didn't treat my, I didn't treat future dancing like a business. I'm lucky that I've had an 11 year future career. I just have had things that keep coming out and stuff. But now I'm really good, and new Mary has done much better at handling like a business. But it's like young Mary should have done that. So um. Number three, uh, not get so wasted at feature bookings and pissing off club owners and because that's another thing. I've done some bridges. And let's see if I have any more. Um, number four, don't date a couple of the losers that cleaned out your bank accounts. Um, yeah. Number five, uh, the maids that stole from you shouldn't have hired them. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. I think if I would have not gained the weight and not the strip clubs like the business, those things would have really helped a lot. Well, I was going to say, you think so, but as a fan that has followed you since 2002, you have been and always will be perfect. So that's oh, just mine. Oh, thank you. I guess I have fans from all different sizes. I've had some comments where, like, when I gained weight, they comment on that. When I lost weight, people who said they like me bigger. So I've had, like, people who like me all different ways. So. <laughs> Any way that we can get you, Mary Carrie, is the way that we will love to have you. So. Thank you. <laughs> And with that, we're just about plumb run out of time. You know, I enjoyed this, and I hope uh, you can come back soon when you're yes, scheduled for Yes, for sure. Minutes. You're very sweet and very fun. It's had a lot of fun here. And, of course, I want to get this out of the way before uh, we leave for the evening. You can catch Mary Carey on Twitter 
at Real Mary Carey, and of course her website, which is clubmarycarey.com. And uh, just a few reminders is that you can catch or the link to this broadcast over on our webpage at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And, of course, I'm over on Twitter at newscommentbtr. And this program itself, after tonight, will be available on iTunes as a podcast. So, so Mary's show will be everywhere. So uh, Thank you. I'll make sure I retweet your links or whatever for you so people can find them. Yes, definitely, definitely. And we'll have all those links <laughs> on the web everywhere else. And, Mary, I can't thank you enough for coming by today. And, like I said, Mikasa, Sukasa, and whenever you want to come back, we'd love to have you back. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. And thank thanks, you very Mary much. Carey. Nice you. And, like we said, <laughs> follower, 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 supporter, go over Real Mary Carey on Twitter and clubmarycarey.com. And so for Mary Carey, I am LeVar. Thanks so much for listening to the 411 Lounge, and we'll see you next time. Bye, right, Mary. Thank you. Bye. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.